We've entitled the weekend Empowered Meditation for Healing and Joy. We'll go into those words in a moment. But our two patron guides for this weekend are Sri Ramana and Rumi. Rumi the Great Bhakta or devotee and Ramana the great jnani, the knower of the self. So we put them together we get rumina. <laughs> what we're going to do in our meditation is to ruminate upon the nature of the real self. Using both these understandings of devotion, divine love, and the knowledge of non-duality that comes from the realization of the self through both reason and the imperience of the nature of consciousness as being formless, nameless, timeless, and unattached to any phenomenal experience. So we've called it empowered meditation but the power comes from the self. The ego, being an illusion, has no power. So the power can only be gained after we have shifted our frame of reference to realize that the self that we are seeking is what we already are. But that is usually beyond the ability of one who is identified with the ego to gain immediately. And if that is the case, we have Rumi's approach of such infinite and insane love for God beyond all boundaries that that love can break through the illusion of separation and bring the grace of God into one's consciousness in the form of light, of shakti, of power, and of that sense of being so loved by God that one is lifted out of body consciousness into one's ecstatic nature of the blissful, infinite, spacious, awareness that is uncreated and eternal. So this is the, the work and the play of the rumination of consciousness that brings it back to its original nature. We are making this shift of paradigm at a moment when it is urgent that that happens 
because most of those who are in ego consciousness on this planet today are suffering. And that suffering is of such a nature that it cannot be cured by conventional means, cannot be cured by psychotherapy or by drugs of any nature or alcohol or any of the ways that people try to avoid the anguish and the agony and the terror and the dread and the confusion and the despair that is so common out there in the world today. And we want to offer this approach as a way to overcome that suffering that can be spread, disseminated vibrationally and not simply through words once we have gained that resonant frequency of God consciousness so that we can be of service in the world to those who may be unable to take in or retain the information or the discipline to practice meditation, but who can feel the presence of peace when someone comes into their space and is able to emanate that peace and to see the divine within them. So let's practice during this seminar, seeing the divine within and without, realizing that God is the real, the supreme reality, and that God is all pervading. And that if you're an atheist and you don't like the term God, then use the Buddha nature or the Tao or Brahman or the quantum unified field or whatever you can relate to. But there is a supreme reality that is in fact all pervading. You can relate to that supreme one as in a personal way or as an impersonal field. In either case, one can be absorbed into that absolute reality and be freed from the ego and its suffering instantaneously if your yearning for liberation is strong enough. So, our aim is to be liberated not simply as an individual, because individuals don't get liberated, you are liberated from the illusion of being an individual to realize you are that all-pervading infinite self. And in that state, we'll see all others, not as others, but as manifestations of the same infinite one consciousness. It's the return of that unification of those who have been split off from the one self that brings the healing to the world that is needed. The healing at the microcosmic level of the individual and at the macrocosmic simultaneously.
So we use the word healing, and healing means wholeness. And to be whole means to be one with the God Self, who is, in fact, the whole of reality. It is to no longer have a split-off sense of individual identity that is not in union with God. It is to drop that illusion and the suffering that accompanies it. So, it is this liberation from the illusion of being a separate bodily being to the realization that bodies also are simply consciousness. There is nothing outside of consciousness. And consciousness is a unified field, a unified infinite mind, intelligence and blissful luminous energy, the information of which creates all the apparent events of this explicate order, as the physicist David Bohm called it, that is the reflection and the manifestation of the implicate, the information contained in the infinite mind of God, who is beyond time and space. But that information comes in a linear form in which the illusion of time seems to exist once consciousness has fallen into identification with a character in the matrix. But we are not really in the matrix. We are always beyond, always transcendent and all-pervading, not local and not limited to a body. It's letting go of that delusion that brings freedom. But we must ruminate upon that delusion because it is so tenaciously held as if it were undeniable as an axiom of the ego consciousness itself. This is what Ramana calls the Chitjada Granti, the knot of consciousness to the identification with the body. And this is the cause of all karma and all suffering. To release that knot requires our willingness to know our infinite nature again. That's the shift of consciousness that will bring the freedom that is already ours, but that we don't know because of that concentrated hold that we have on the body out of fear of the body's death, even though our identification of, with the body is the death of our infinite blissful nature. And so to come out of that uh, loss of the fullness of our being, we must be willing to die to the ego and to face the death of the body as nothing to be feared. It's th that radical acceptance of life and death on its own terms and of all the vicissitudes of life without resistance 
and without suffering over all of those events or trying to control them or trying to evade them, but to be in that state in which there is understanding and allowance and a surrender to the will of God and to the intelligence and the grace and the mercy of God and to trust, even if in the limited consciousness we don't know, we don't see the absolute goodness that is involved in what seems to be an adverse situation or one of suffering. But through that acceptance, the will of God will be able to be known by the soul and the suffering will turn to joy. And so that's why joy is the final word of the title. I didn't use the word happiness because happiness has a kind of a mundane uh, sense to it. Even though it's, Ramana often will, will talk about happiness or at least that's how the word is sometimes translated. But it's the joy of the realization of the self that is extra mundane, that is completely without a world, uncreated and unlocalizable, that consciousness that has never been born and never dies. It's that joy, that bliss of the self that we want to open again because we have closed it off through knotting ourselves to a body and thus to the fear of the body's pain and death. And it's through the overcoming of that, the letting go and the acceptance of all that is entailed in the illusion of bodily existence that must be courageously faced and overcome through knowledge and through love. It's this maturation of consciousness that is now required of us, in which we don't deny, we don't evade, we don't look for proxy supports, but we face everything with naked awareness. And with that heroic moral courage that cannot be harmed because it is based on surrender to the supreme real.